Hey everyone, my name is Tammy, and welcome to the newest episode of 100% Unapologetic. It's us again. Today we have Hannah with us. For those who don't know who she is,、uh, she's my guest speaker from our episode one. And today she's back again, and we're gonna talk about another topic. Hi, hi! I'm so happy to be back. Thank you so much, Tammy, for having me back for a second time already. I really enjoyed our episode all about yoga and meditation, and now I'm really kind of excited to jump to a different but very Very important topic, all about female friendships and everything that goes on with them. So I think、uh, it's awesome that we're doing this together because you are one of my closest female friends. So I feel so happy to be on here with you today. I feel the same for you, and we've had very detailed conversations about female friendships, and not only just that, but friendships in general and how we have similar experiences together. We just always had this never-ending cycle of figuring out what it is to us. It's like an unsolved mystery of what female friendship or even friendship means to us. In our modern society, and I feel like even men, oftentimes, they don't understand why things get out of hand for our end. Yeah, I think a lot of the time, I know we both have male partners who are sometimes looking at us like, "Why? Why is it so hard? Like, why do you feel these things? The tension between you, other females, or just other females in general?" Um, if you have friends who are dealing with other friends,、um, there just there just always seems to be kind of that never-ending cycle going on, like you mentioned.、Um, and so I'm excited to unpack that a little bit, try to understand it as best we can, and hopefully it will help out some female listeners, maybe some male listeners too, who are trying to understand how the female mind works. <laughs>、uh, I think this whole concept of female friendship it could get out of hand sometimes. I'm guessing a lot of people think that ah,、oh, it's like a, a female talk. It has nothing to do with males, but in some ways it does, and we're gonna elaborate more on that. Yeah, so that's why I'm so glad we're talking about these things today because you and I have. Similar experiences, but I'm sure we can draw on some of those different experiences and kind of explain, elaborate. But I was also an only child growing up, and I always really longed to have that one childhood best friend or a group of childhood best friends.、Um, since I didn't have siblings, and I think that's something that you can relate to. And I think what I've realized as I've gotten older is that sometimes.、Um, Having a sibling also doesn't guarantee you a best friend. So I realized too that maybe even some people that I knew who had siblings, it looks like they had it all. They had a best friend kind of built into their family. It may not always be the case. Like they may truly not get along or not be very similar. But as a child, I didn't necessarily know that, and I just always felt like, oh, I just really want that attachment to peers my own age because I was always surrounded by. Adults, a lot of the time, being an only child, and also similarly to you, Tammy, I found it sometimes just easier to hang out with guys. Sometimes I would just get so sick of all the drama and everything going on with female friends that I just kind of retreat back to、um, some guy friends because it would just be easier. And、um, I guess I noticed that things kind of changed. Really, around middle school and high school, I think 
childhood was definitely sort of a precursor to that. I could start to see even as a young female that like girls were getting a little competitive, even as children, like some girls were leaving other girls out on the playground and like that little kind of like exclusive behavior starting. But I think for me, middle school and early high school were probably some of the more challenging years with navigating female friendships and maybe other girls wanting to be kind of controlling. Um, And because I was always a bit of a free spirit, I think um, sometimes even if I tried really hard to fit in with a group, I couldn't keep that charade up for very long. I would always kind of retreat back to being who I really was. And that person who I really was, was someone who found it hard to handle female friendships. So yeah, that's sort of a little bit of my background, childhood, teenage years, and and kind of what led me to where I am today. Hannah and I are both single child, and we both agree that for the longest time, we've been trying to look for types of friendships that resonate with sisterhood and brotherhood. And growing up as a tomboy, I mean... I grew up as a tomboy, but I'm still kind of one. And as a single child, I grew up with a lot of male cousins at a young age. It helps me to understand how to interact with men. But at the same time, um, it's like an obstacle to me because it makes it more challenging for me to fit into female child play. And I think that really shaped the way I deal with female friendships in my later life. Uh, But then I think being close to males in a platonic way, like having platonic friendships, It makes me more flexible in terms of gender roles, but that also gives me pain in the ass later on in my life. And therefore, I have a very complicated relationship with female friendships growing up, and I still do. After moving to a North American society, I started to get into pop culture, started getting into movies, and you know, we're like curious, like, what is this Mean Girls movie? And it's like a perfect example of what we're trying to explain to our listeners of why this movie is related to our experience with female friendships. I think like you said, Tammy, Mean Girls kind of sums up the high school or maybe pre-high school experience. Some call it middle school, um, Canada. And I think that when I watched that movie, I was right actually around that age of about to have that experience of being a teenage girl. And so um, I always remember that. And I've watched it many times since. And although I don't think life is exactly like the movie, it's a little over-exaggerated, they do actually talk about that whole concept of kind of females behaving like animals in certain ways. Um, But I think what it comes down to is it it really shows some of the behaviors to kind of look out for or beware of um, when it comes to female friendships of all ages. Um, you know, they, they show rumor spreading um, or gossiping about other individuals. And, um, you know, they, they show, you know, people getting excluded, um, kind of that subtle bullying I call it because it's it's not right in your face. It's kind of that passive aggression or sometimes you almost find yourself asking. I know for me in high school, sometimes I found myself asking like, is someone actually bullying me? I honestly can't even tell because it's like, it's so subtle. It's so under the radar. They just do those little digs or those little examples of whether it's gossiping or excluding you or whatever it is. And so I think Mean Girls really taps into that quite well. 
in a nutshell, your experience is kind of the way I encounter female relationships in my life. I mean, I think it's nice to uh, have platonic friendships with males sometimes because you get a balance. It's in fact less dramatic for a lot of reasons because males and females don't have that intersexual competition and it sounds really fancy but it's not it's something that is deeply rooted with evolutionary psychology we're both very passionate about psychology when it comes to it we're like geeks and we're about to share our personal memories of what happened to us in the past and even now and some facts that we found online that kind of support what we are trying to say so um it's not like i hate females I just hate uh, humans do behave like animals in some ways. Uh, males compete with each other and females would do the same thing as well, but they compete for the different reasons. I think all these behaviors of shunning, excluding others, and even quote-unquote connecting with other females with feminine behaviors, I know like it sounds really bad when you categorize behaviors into masculinity and femininity, but in fact, it is a thing. Like It's just the way it is. Let's be honest. Girls, they connect with each other by talking about guys, the good-looking guy that they want to go for, or girls that they don't like, getting your petty done together, or shopping. But it, it's more on the surface, that type of thing, but less about connecting emotionally. I think your experience reminds me of Lindsay Lohan and I kind of do as well. Like not saying that you became just like Regina George. So basically people who don't know about the Mean Girls movie, it's basically this homeschool girl. She moved to a high school and then she's out of that homeschool routine. She's a, she's in a new world, right? In a new world that uh, where a female intersexual competition takes place and she met Regina George and now the two girls, they were called Plastics and they're very popular. They're really pretty. They're very girly, very feminine and they do all those things such as shunning, gossiping, isolating others, doing feminine behaviors and basically that's their foundation of their friendship but I think watching movies like that in a young age, it could do two things to young girls. One, it could shape the way we see that female friendship is actually that. It's supposed to be dramatic, supposed to be toxic. The second will be, I mean, if you're really objective at a young age, which is really hard to do so, then you're going to point out the bad things about it and eventually learn to stay away from that in high school. But I think staying away from that type of friendship in high school is extremely hard due to peer pressure. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's almost inevitable um, that everyone will experience something like this. Um, females, I mean, males will maybe experience bullying, um, whether it's in other ways. But I do, I do feel like it's inevitable. And um, like you said, it's something that is hard to get away from. Um, because sometimes it's not even based on anything you've done, you could literally say you went through all of middle school and high school, saying nothing, doing nothing out of the norm, just completely trying to be as silent as possible. Somehow, it seems like females will still find a way to turn that against you in a way, right? Um, which is, I, is I think, like, they'll turn that around and say, like, oh, she's so weird. She's so shy. Like, she never says anything. Basically, I wanted to share one kind of example um, of something that happened in, in high school. And it's, I think it's something that maybe commonly people have experienced, but 
honestly, for me, this was the moment where I realized that it was going to be really hard to trust um, future female friendships. And basically, in a nutshell, what happened was that I had told a friend something in confidence. We'd had a conversation and I never necessarily expressed like, oh, you can't tell this to anyone. But I think, you know, just you you expect you tell someone you talk about something that's like on a more intimate level, if you're talking about like a relationship or something that's really important to you, you share those things, I think you automatically kind of assume or maybe I was naive to do so I shouldn't have looking back because I had already had so many difficulties with female friends, but I always tend to want to trust people. Um, and I, I shared some, you know, information with her, just having an honest conversation. And it took, I, I kid you not, less than 10 minutes for her to go and repeat everything that I just said to someone else. And that information came back to me. So I just couldn't believe the turnaround time. Um, it, it, it's almost amazing. So some of the things that happen in Mean Girls, you know, like the rumor spreading or how quickly things happen, it can happen in real life. That situation happened to me. And I just couldn't believe that you could tell someone something and even 10 minutes later, they could go around kind of literally stab you in the back, talk about it to someone else and then move on with their day. Um, so I think that experience really kind of made me take a real step back and say, okay, I can't just automatically trust females anymore because of these experiences and things like that. And I think what you just said about what happened to you it's kind of like a way for a certain woman to have this girl code with other women and to kind of, they act like they bond with you. So they'd be like, okay, I'm going to keep your secret. I'm not, your, your secret's safe with me because I'm your friend. And so that's how they gain your trust. But at the same time, I feel like, uh, well, we never know if these uh, behaviors are intended to hurt others because we're not mind readers. But I mean, when you see this on the surface, you can tell that it is one of the most passive aggressive ways for a woman or for a young female to put another female down and to decrease their popularity or to ruin their reputation. I think a lot of young girls, they've all experienced that. And even now, I think uh, as we're growing up, we're still kind of going through that. But we tend to avoid those experiences. And I think it's easier to do so right now because we're not in a very pressured environment like high school. And uh, high school is a perfect example to talk about these things because at a young age. And sometimes we can't really explain why. And the older we get, the more we would be more curious to understand why these things are happening. And it's just part of human nature. And, and you know, um, there are a lot of factors that would impact females to uh, compete with other females. And based on their hormone levels and interpersonal dynamics, it could be your personality or your genes or the way you deal with conflicts. I also found... A research study from Matthew Robinson. Uh, this was published in 2011 and the article is called Understanding Intersexual Competition and Sexual Selection Requires an Evolutionary Ecology Framework. From Behavioral Ecology Journal, Robinson summed up that men and women have sexual traits 
to help them to thrive in terms of mating with a potential partner. They also found that intersexual competition between females occur frequently when they aim to access to higher quality mates. So I think higher quality mates could be. You know, when when a guy is good looking, so women tend to compete for higher quality mates and resources rather than number of mates. It could differ for sure, but I do agree with that because、uh, when we talk about men and women are basically like you know we're we're animals. No matter how much we claim we are the smartest, we're the most intelligent creatures on the whole planet, we still act like animals, right? Both males and females. They compete for resources for raising their offspring, and females compete for resources mostly for direct fitness benefits. So, direct fitness benefits basically, I think, it really means a person's、uh, survival and reproduction ability. So, you know, after reading all these fancy stuff, it's hard to understand what it is, right? Like, but you know,、um, I could really think about an example that sums up what we just talked about from the study. I can totally imagine a group of women who would hang out with another group of guys, a group of men. They would probably be attracted to each other. That's for sure. If it's like a heterosexual social circle, right? So maybe sometimes you get two, three, four girls being so. Attracted to this main guy, who's the most good-looking guy, the most decent guy. I mean, physically or sexually or emotionally, inside out. Obviously, these girls are gonna compete passive-aggressively for this guy's attention, right? Yes, absolutely. I I think that this study is so interesting, and like what you said, maybe at first glance, it's like, oh, does that is that really sum up how? We behave, but I do think a lot of the behavior of females, like you gave that example of having a group of females,、um, if they're trying to compete for that male attention, they may not even realize it. But I think you see a lot of behavior in high school. I know you have, and I have talked a lot about the whole Halloween thing that's portrayed in Mean Girls as well. It's like, why do girls feel the need to? You know, dress up in very sexual ways.、Um, is it mainly to impress guys and try to get that that mate?、Um, so we might. I think sometimes females do this kind of、uh, behavior and engage in this intersexual competition, and maybe they know kind of what they're doing. They they know they're trying to show off and compete with other women.、Um, but sometimes I think people just kind of fall into this behavior without really understanding it. Exactly. According to Wikipedia, well, Wikipedia is not the best source if you want to look into. Uh, more about like real facts and scientific studies, but you know it's a great way to get started if you're interested in a topic that you want to know more about. But according to Wikipedia, females tend to dress up sexier when they have the highest fertility rate. Yeah, well, I guess that's when they're they're most likely to. If they did have sex, they would most likely. Produce offspring from that.、Um, so I think I, I've definitely read studies like that before as well, where it's even like females tend to choose more provocative colors, right? So wearing like reds or things that they think might attract mates. And I think also for males too, they tend to find women more attractive when they're ovulating or around that time in the cycle when they're most fertile. 
like exactly what you're talking about. So like you said, it comes down to science a lot of the time, I think. Yeah. So when a woman's hormonal cycle, it's close to her ovulation stage. So ovulation is when a woman is producing an egg cell, right? So it's her peak fertility and they have a higher tendency to pick clothing, products, makeup that would enhance their attractiveness. As you said, like the Halloween thing that I, when I was younger, I was guilty of that too, because I tried really hard to fit in back in college. I mean, during high school, something happened, you know, it made me realize that being isolated, being excluded from females, it plays a big role in my life because I wasn't fitting into the female behaviors and not fitting into this whole female intersexual competition culture that is going on in high school. So after high school, I didn't really want to hang out with everybody. I went straight to college. I just wanted to do well in school. But for a bit, I was like, why not try to fit in again? Because I mean, you're supposed to, right? I started hanging out with some girls and then there was this Halloween party that we tried to dress up. As I said, engaging in female behaviors like, you know, doing girly things, dressing up, putting makeup on. They're very girly things that girls tend to do together and try really hard to do those things. But at the end of the day, friendships like that just doesn't work out. It doesn't last for a lot of reasons. But um, yeah, in terms of the Halloween party that you just mentioned, I feel like not saying that all females are ovulating during Halloween, but they're just like, it's like, it's a very passive way to show showcase their fertility but then this culture tends to create that intersexual competition between women especially when when we live in a social media era i think social media is kind of like a platform for jealousy <laughs> i think that's a great it, i think that's a great way to put it oftentimes we compare ourselves with other women even if we never intended to and especially, let's say, like, we see really amazing pictures of certain women, like our friends, let's say, being a little bit provocative. I think we don't do it uh, on purpose, but subconsciously, it's easy to kind of get triggered by it and even engage in that type of environment. Be like, I want to do the same thing so that I'll gain my popularity. I'll gain more likes or followers or even, like, validations. Yeah, I think, like you said, social media just it takes everything to a whole new level. And in a way, I'm kind of grateful for the fact that when we were kind of growing up, social media was just gaining momentum. And now I think it would be so much different with all that's out there with the Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat and everything that we didn't necessarily have to confront. But I think you still see it. I think females of all ages, it's sort of like, I, I think there's people who are maybe posting things for the right reasons, like maybe they're really confident in their body, and they're just posting something to feel confident in themselves. But then you can tell when there's those people doing things for the maybe the wrong reasons. Um, maybe they don't always realize it. But it's sort of like they're doing it to show off um, in a way or try to one up other girls or show that they're more beautiful, more attractive, um, they can get more attention than other females and so I think it's it's a social media that makes everything a little bit crazier and I know there's younger and younger females who are getting on social media so um it's, it's definitely a scary thing and I hope in the future you know with our future generations and our our children one day um you know if we end up having children and having females that 
we can guide them to kind of use social media in a way that makes them feel confident and makes them post things in the, for the right reasons rather than just to make someone else feel bad or to make someone else feel like they're not good enough and just show off themselves. I don't think that we all want to compare ourselves with other female friends that we're very close to or even a stranger on Instagram or Facebook. But um, I think social media plays a big role on how we see female friendships or even friendships in general because um, it's really easy for us to feel like we're left out or having like FOMO when other females are hanging out without you and they post it on social media you and I can totally relate to that it's not like other people are doing it intentionally I don't want to believe that but it does happen and I think social media is definitely making it worse absolutely and like FOMO I feel like FOMO fear of missing out that's what it stands for um if anyone listening doesn't know because I didn't know for a while and honestly again that was something that word was something that was not a thing when we were younger and but I think it's such a true feeling and I think there's there's different levels and I think when you are in that kind of environment whether it's you're in a tight-knit group of friends um, and you're seeing each other almost every day whether it's in university college high school middle school whatever it is and then you get left out of that and you were to see it on social media I mean that kind of behavior was going on you know, when I was in middle school and high school, and even if you didn't find out about it, because we didn't have as much social media in those days, you'd still maybe find out about it. And the feeling that you would feel inside, you just feel so awful. It's like that fear of missing out that that purposeful exclusion. That's sort of what I call it. It's like, when someone has purposefully excluded you, they've made you feel like you're a part of the group. And then left you out to purposely make you know that you're kind of not fully in the group. I think that behavior is is so hurtful and really detrimental to a lot of especially younger girls who who can't really take that and who who don't understand and who who can't take a step back and be like, okay, if that's the way friends are going to behave, then I don't need them anyways. It can be very hard when you're in high school. Maybe you don't have a huge pool of girls that you can be friends with. And I'm so glad earlier too, you also brought up that point of, you know, how you've in the past maybe like engaged in behavior, you know, like with the Halloween thing and, and you just kind of like you wanted so badly to fit in that you did something that maybe you weren't fully in agreement with. And I feel like I've had so many of those situations too, where maybe whether it was intentional or purposeful, I've maybe accidentally or purposefully excluded other girls because I so badly wanted to fit in with a group of girls in say middle school or high school. And there's those experiences where it's like, we're not all perfect and we're all on this journey kind of trying to understand and learn. And I totally relate to that feeling of like just wanting to fit in and just wanting people to, to, you know, to like me and feeling so awful when I would get excluded from group settings. Um, So I definitely understand that feeling of FOMO and I can only imagine what some of the young people today are going through with seeing that all over social media Um, you know, seeing it kind of right in their face. And so like you said, it's platform of, of jealousy of of hurt feelings. And um, I I hope that, you know, it gets better and people don't use it to intentionally hurt other people. But I think we have a long way to go. 
And like as I'm growing up, I feel like whenever you do question about the status of the friendship, when you have to question whether or not this person is loyal to you or trustworthy or even um you know uh, being real to you, and even the quality of the friendship that you have with so and so person, it's, I think it's just not worth it because according to my own. Memories and experiences that I've had with friendships, particularly with female friendships, I often associated with peer pressure, uh, toxicity, um, fitting in, not being able to be yourself, and I think those things really impact a person's self development, self worth. And for the longest time, I think I'm still struggling. I mean, we're both doing way better because of what you said. We embrace the idea of just be okay with not being in a group setting, and it's okay to hang out with one or two friends that you are very close with. It's okay to have platonic friendships with men. As we're growing up, we're trying to find a balance of being able to connect with a friend, with a true friend, and being ourselves. And I think when we were younger, we couldn't do that because we were really confused about the whole idea of what female friendship is because of all these negativity that we experience with other women. And it's not like they wanted to, but I think there's so many factors that plays a big part of their actions as well. High school was really terrible in some ways because. Peer pressure was really a thing, and the passive aggressiveness is quite terrifying. I would say, growing up, I would say I couldn't tell who was trying to isolate me or bully me because growing up as a tomboy, it's actually very difficult for girls to accept the way you are because you don't fit in. The idea of fitting in is really painful,、um, not only to me, to you as well. Sometimes we get very skeptical with women we just met、uh, when we when we're about to know more about this woman.、Uh, these trust issues are built based on the examples that we talked about from Mean Girls that relate to our own experience, and we oftentimes put women. <laughs> It's not that we want to, but we oftentimes put women. We put them into a test where we would see how this new woman or this new girl would interact with us when we are surrounded by a group of males. But people always disappoint me. No, I think it's so. I think that I love the idea of like. The psychological experiments, and in a way, it's like, well, that, I guess that's what we've had to come to. Because I agree with you. I think sometimes、um, girls treat you very differently if it's just like a one-on-one setting, a group setting with other women, and then kind of the ultimate test, like you're talking about.、Um, the Hannah and Tammy <laughs> psychological experiment <laughs> is how, how the you know how these women. Interact with you, with other women, with guys when they're in that group setting when there's males also present. Again, also assuming that it's more of like a heterosexual kind of group, because you'll see a lot of that competitive behavior kind of come out if there are suddenly guys around, and suddenly maybe there those women are doing different behaviors, maybe like disregarding your friendship, wanting to cater more towards the you know heterosexual males in the group, trying to impress them. Um, engaging in more of that kind of like toxic competitive behavior, so that's why I think it's always I agree with you a great a great test to see 
how they behave. Um, because females can sometimes be what I call shape shifters. And I think that's where the notion of like, it's hard to trust them sometimes is because they can one minute seem to be really close with you. And then the next minute, maybe you put them in a different situation. And all of a sudden, they're behaving more distantly. And it's hard to unpack that behavior and understand. So I think that's where some of the trust issues come from. And I think that's sort of how we can see, you know, is a, is a woman that we're friends with being really genuine or are they maybe someone else actually and we're not really seeing their true sides. They're different depending on who they're around. There's another test that I, I tend to do it with other women and I don't, I don't like to do it, but I have to because of all these experiences that I've had in the past the trust issues that I've had, that I still have today. Oftentimes, I love to see how other women are engaging in the same actions with us. What I mean by that is, you know, me and this person, me and this woman doing the same thing. Let's say you're teaching yoga meditation because that's your job and you're so good at it. And I'm doing it too because I'm practicing, I'm training, and I'm trying to be a yoga meditation teacher. And I think a lot of the times, a lot of females that I've encountered in my life, the first reaction that they would have, if they were you, they would be very passive aggressive about how unhappy they are that you're doing the same thing as them. And it's easy for them to compare themselves with your abilities. Yeah, I think that happens a lot. And I think it's such a very upsetting thing to see because I think all women are very capable of succeeding without tearing each other down. And it's very upsetting to see that a lot of women still perceive this action as one of the best ways to gain their social status to gain their popularity and such. I think we don't have to do that. We can support each other. I mean, supporting doesn't, when I say supporting, it doesn't mean that you're complimenting each other because that could get kind of fake as well. Like, as you said, uh, girls can compliment each other, but they can think otherwise. Supporting means to help each other if they need help with such. And I think that's lacking in our society and I do believe that some women are being more uh, conscious about how their actions and attitudes are affecting other women as well. But as you said, we have a long way to go. And, you know, when you're a guy, when you are a guy listener, you would think that, okay, this has nothing to do with me. It's all about girls talk. It's all about females, friendship. But no, it has something to do with you too. If you are a man, you play a big part in our intersexual competition as well because it, it revolves around you, right? Yeah, I think men, um, they're not completely responsible for what happens in between females. But after this episode, I would hope that men would take their time to understand why females act the way they do with other females and to maybe have an open discussion with their sisters, their friends, their close ones, and uplift their spirits by talking about the importance of supporting other females rather than tearing others down. Yeah, I think absolutely when you you hit the nail on the head when you said that it's like some women kind of they want you to be successful but not more successful than them, especially when it comes to either being in similar fields and work or 
being in similar points of life, right? Um, or whatever it is. Uh, I think there's a lot of females and that's another kind of great test if you want to call it that or what you can look at in terms of behavior is if you have similar interests with someone or similar goals, do they want you to achieve true happiness and be happy? And do they want to support you on that journey? Or are they looking to always beat you? Like they want you to be happy, but they want to, you know, always be a step ahead of you and happier than you, or at least show that. And I think that, like you said, hopefully, you know, we, we can all and more women will start to support each other honestly and genuinely. But unfortunately, even in adult life, I know we hear a lot that it gets better as you get older, high school and middle school are really hard with mean girls and friendships and all of that. But unfortunately, I think in adulthood, we still encounter those things, right, where, you know, other women don't want us to be successful in our careers, if it's a similar career as them, or, um, you know, whatever it is. And it's sad that it's that way. And, you know, I, I am hopeful that things can change. And I think all you can really do is be in charge of yourself. And I know, you know, I'm so grateful to have friends like you. And all I know, too, is like, I can try my best to always just be completely 100% zero judgment, support everyone in their dreams. If they're similar to my own dreams, if they're completely different, just be a supportive friend. And if you're doing that, then that's the best thing that you can offer to the world, I think. I think the best type of friendship is exactly what we have right now, you know, having an open discussion about okay, this is actually happening. This is occurring every single day. Sometimes we do feel like there's nothing much we can do about it, but I think we do have the power to talk to others about it, especially other women, because it's so difficult. I've never talked to anybody about this. It does make me feel like I'm the only person who's going through this until we talked about this. And one of the best things about friendship is that people connect through vulnerability. Friendships are very interesting. I think you know, I never understand the notion of somebody distancing themselves when they are quote unquote going through something. But on social media, they post pictures of them hanging out with other people. So you're going to feel a type of way, right? The whole problem with self-worth, thinking that we're unworthy of having friendships, I think it comes from that. Like the whole fear of missing out as well. We think that we're excluded because we don't fit into that group, that friendship group, or we don't we don't fit into the idea of what female friendship or friendship really means to another person. So they kind of distance us. And I think the thing that maybe makes it the hardest is that, say, for example, you and I who have had these bad experiences, and I know we're not the only ones, I think the majority of females have experienced these instances of subtle bullying, or some of the things we've talked about where they've had bad experiences with females trying to compete with them, even when we weren't asking for it, and people, you know, being super judgmental or leaving us out or all these bad experiences, it can very easily turn you yourself into a bitter person. And it could be so easy for both of us right now in our life to almost become those females who are tearing other females down and engaging in that that kind of toxic behavior because of course if you yourself have been burned sometimes you want to fight fire with fire and then go ahead and and make life miserable for other women as well and I think it's so important to as hard as it is sometimes um, 
if anyone has felt this before, like you said, you know, if you're a guy listening, encourage, you know, girls around you to uplift other women, women, if you're a girl listening, you know, work on yourself, engage with your genuine um, female friends, encourage them to, you know, continue being great friends and continue to try to uplift other women because it's so important. And so easily we can fall off the bandwagon and maybe move into behavior um, that's tearing other females down if we've had bad experiences with females ourselves. So I think you made a really good point. And hopefully everyone listening can kind of take something away if they've had a similar experience or even know someone, like you said, a sister, a friend, whoever it is, who's had a similar experience to the things we've talked about. I hope that, you know, some of what we have said so far in this podcast has been enlightening or helped them in some way realize that they're not alone, right? You and I are females and, you know, we could be possibly doing what others are doing, having this toxic female friendship, but we decide not to do it because we see the perks of being supportive of each other. And why not? Practicing self-awareness, self-love, being comfortable with ourselves rather than fitting into a group. Those things are extremely crucial when it comes to loving yourself. I think as time goes by, when you embrace those things, when you when you practice those things, you learn to love yourself more and you learn not to harm other women because you know they're going through the same thing. Doing that would definitely ease down all the tension and competition and just learn how to like support each other and you and I had this uh, conversation earlier you said that friendships are forever evolving and it's just like other important relationships that we have and people drift apart and the process comes in waves and we learn that friendship comes in different seasons and phases not everyone will stay or can stay but we totally got the potential to build on a foundation with a friendship that can help us to succeed by, you know, not tearing each other down. What you said about, you know, everything kind of comes in waves. And sometimes you'll have female friendships or any friendships in your life that stand the test of time. And maybe there'll be points in your life where you'll be closer or you'll be slight, you'll feel slightly more distant, but you'll always feel like that person is in your life and maybe there are some other friendships that you need to consciously be aware of and at a point cut off if they're if they're not drifting away naturally and you need to kind of know where that line is for you of the people that you want to have as a part of your life and the people you can trust versus the friends that are maybe not supporting you in the way that you're looking for or the friends that you feel like are bringing that kind of toxic energy. And I know you and I talk a lot about this and ultimately what it takes, I think is for a friendship to work with females, with anyone is you have to have that similar energy and those similar core values. You don't necessarily have to have all the same interests. There doesn't have to be this superficial, you know, female activities interest that we see all the time in culture. Like all you can talk about is you all have to be interested in pedicures and manicures and shopping and that's it. What's important ultimately with friendships is that you guys have the same, you know, feelings about certain things. You have the same values. You view life in similar ways. You know, you view uplifting other women as important. And all of those things is what really matter when it comes to female friendship. Of course, there are challenges. There are errors and trials of what female friendship is. 
to us and we try very hard throughout these years we're still trying and i think this doesn't only happen to female friendships uh, female friendships is only a partial of it i think male friendships do resonate with a little bit of the things that we talk about but we talked about female friendships because i think it's such a debatable topic it gets controversial at times people have different values and beliefs about what it is and why we could be wrong but the point isn't trying to say that we're right or wrong but it's just a perspective that we both share no i'm so grateful that we you know got to have this conversation like you said it's hard to find people that you can even have this conversation with in your life and hopefully you know this conversation that we've had today will inspire other conversations and for people to think more critically about this whole concept of female friendship and competition between females and what's healthy what's unhealthy because I think sometimes we just we're not even aware of it it flies under the radar we just accept judgmental or toxic behavior and we don't we don't actually have the tough conversations. So I'm so glad that we were able to chat about this today and kind of gain some more insight. And I feel like I've learned a lot and I feel like just talking it out is so important and it's so awesome. And talking to you about it, um, sharing my thoughts with you makes me grow and learn at the same time because I feel like for the longest time I felt so alone and well, it's not a bad thing. We learn to become more comfortable in our own skin. I'm not saying that big groups are bad, that you shouldn't hang out with people and not have your social circle. But what we're trying to say is that peer pressure and fitting in and toxic friendships, they all played a big role on the way we are. And so I'm really happy that Hannah's with me today in this episode. If you guys really like what we just talked about, feel free to leave us a review on Apple and Google Podcasts. And I just want to say that thank you for listening to our episode, and I hope that you're enjoying the rest of your week. Thank you for checking out this podcast, and make sure you hit subscribe for more upcoming content. Don't forget to stay tuned for the next episode, and bye for now.